beautiful friends. Welcome to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, creative business and life. I'm your host, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And always, I really appreciate all of you who listen to the podcast, those of you who review and like and subscribe and share and message me and tell me that you get a lot out of it. Y'all are the real MVPs. Um, If you ever share that you're listening to this podcast on your social media and tag me at Intuitive Edge Coaching, I will reshare the fuck out of it. So um, if that is something you would enjoy, it's something I would enjoy for us to get to connect in that way please do anytime you are listening to this take a little screenshot or like I think on Spotify they have a little share feature you can share it directly to your stories tag me at intuitive edge coaching and let me know that you're enjoying it and I will reshare your story today I am coming to you live from inside of manifestation and it's one that came through rather quickly um I am in a glorious mansion in Malibu where I am hosting a luxury high-end weekend business coaching retreat for a small group of motivated entrepreneurs, um, all three of whom have actually been my clients for years um, through Master Moon. And... Um, I know almost all of them actually through dance, which continues to unfold as one of the biggest gifts in my life. And I wanted to come on and share this feeling that I've been having, this thought that I've been having as I'm hanging out in this amazing home this morning, that I would not be here, not just here in my life, but here in this physical space, were it not for the fact that I have taken the time to invest in learning how to package and sell my creative ideas to other people. There's no avoiding that if we want to get not just our work out in the world, but we're selling all the time. Even when we think we're not, we're selling all the time. If you're trying to sell your spouse on, you know, where to go to dinner tonight, or you're trying to sell your friend on watching a show that you're really into, that you want them to watch so that you two can talk about it, we are always selling our ideas to other people. Getting people on board with our creative insights and concepts. And something that I have found in my community, especially, and I know that I've been through this in the past, is that people have a really fraught and challenging relationship with the word sales. They think they hate sales. Sales just makes them uncomfortable. And it doesn't have to but I understand why it does. And I think it has to be addressed. Um, And that word has to be reframed for people who find that they're very uncomfortable with the idea of selling, Um, but they want to make money, right? They want to make money. They want to be more, I hate to use the word persuasive, but I think like the the word that's coming to me is like to make more compelling invitations to people. 
and to help other people um, understand why something is important to us and why we think it might be valuable to them and more excited to adopt our ideas. And so um, a couple weeks ago when I taught the How to Have Consistent 5K Months class, here are some direct quotes from the chat. One person said, the word sales makes me cringe. And someone responded, this is me. Sales feels so uncomfortable. And I have encountered this so much. And my true belief is that this is because so many of us have a relationship with the idea of sales that is inherently non-consensual. What we think of when we think of the word sales is convincing someone to do something they don't want to do, convincing someone to give us money against their best interest, trying to convince someone that they should um, pay for something that's outside of their safety or comfortability to pay, trying to convince someone to pay us for something that ultimately will benefit us but won't benefit them. And we don't want to be those kinds of people, right? So people are thinking about like a used car salesman kind of thing. And they're thinking, oh, sales means I have to trick people. Sales means I have to force people. And I don't think this is a conscious thought. I don't think that people have analyzed this, but I do think this is what's underneath when people are saying the word sales makes me cringe or sales feels so uncomfortable is what your, you know, kind of like the sub floor of that thought is you want me to be coercive. You want me to do something that is against my values. You want me to go out and try to extort people for money and get them to do stuff they don't want to do. And that is not what sales is. Now, I'm not saying that no one does that in sales because we know that people do. Of course, people do. There are people who use tools in shitty ways, but that doesn't mean the tool is shitty, right? You can use a hammer to murder someone. You can also use it to build a house. It doesn't mean that hammers are shitty. That was a morbid example. Forgive my brain. Um, I teach sales through the language of consent. And that is how we teach and frame sales in elemental entrepreneurship is that sales is an affirmative consent practice. I joke that everything I know about business I learned from bondage, and it's not really a joke. It's pretty true. But we want to have consensual interactions with everyone in our life, especially my folks. If you're an artist, a creative, a healer, someone with a spiritual business, someone who's here to shift the culture forward through your art and your gifts and your work, you're not going to then turn around and use an exploitative tactic in your business to get people to adopt that work. That's not going to happen. And so because you're like, I'm not going to change who I am as a person in order to make money, people shut down and say, I hate sales. But we don't have to adopt um, a rapey framework. I'm going to use that word a lot. So if that's a triggering word for you, hop off now, but it's the best word. We don't have to become a coercive person 
at, when we start a business. That's like, no one's asking us to do that. I'm not asking you to do that. I don't want you to do that. Um, in the same way <laughs> that, uh, okay, here's, here's the example that's coming to mind. I probably haven't had enough coffee to be recording, but here's the example that's coming to mind. You know, when people are like, oh, like now that the Me Too movement has happened and everyone's getting quote unquote so politically correct. You can't, you know, initiate sex anymore. You can't do anything because people want consent and it's not hot to ask for consent and talk out what you're going to do before a sexual encounter. And then like everyone in the kink world is like, mm, bro, no, we've been having consent conversations forever. Like you can have a very hot and very appealing conversation in which you map out everything that's okay with the other person and get a solid yes on it before you start. And it's like completely regular and, and fine and like nobody's going to die. It's like really okay. And people are out here getting laid and having hot sex with full on transparent, open, grown up consent conversations happening. This is real, right? The same thing is true of sales. Right. So this idea to me of like, oh, the world, the word sales makes me cringe. Sales feels so uncomfortable. It's kind of the same thing as like, well, you can't even tell a woman she's pretty anymore. I know that that's an extreme example, but think about it, right? What we're saying is, oh, there is no way to do this without, um, without being coercive. And so I just give up, you know, oh, like the, there's no model for it. It just doesn't exist. Like I just give up. No, that's not true. There is a model for this. Wait, is that an inverse example? I guess it kind of is. But again, I probably need more coffee. Rock with me here. Dismissing the idea of sales out of hand because you believe there is no model for it that allows everyone to um, have full awareness of what's on the table and make their own sovereign, autonomous adult decisions is a bad plan. <laughs> Um, because there is, that model exists and it's what I teach. And there are a handful of other people out here teaching it. There is capitalist critical consent forward selling happening in the world and you just need to tap into it and you need to learn how to do it. And you need to get comfortable with the idea that what, what all we're talking about here is a consent negotiation. So when we're talking about a consent negotiation, we're talking about here are the things I will do. Here are the things I will give. Here are the things I'm comfortable with. Here are the things that are up for negotiation. And here's what I need in return in order to feel safe to give these things. That's all we're talking about. And we bring that to the table and the other person gets to say yes or no. And if they say no, we say, cool, no problem. And they walk away. And that's fine. And if they say yes, then we get to engage. If they have a counteroffer, we get to have a conversation about the things that are negotiable. That's all that's happening in a sales conversation. I can come to you and say, I've made a program and it's going to teach you X, Y, Z. It's going to happen over this much time. It's going to be delivered on this platform. Here's how I made it. Here's what I'm doing. I want to give it to you. And in order to give it to you, here's what I need in return. I need X amount of dollars because I live in a world where I have to pay bills and this is how I get compensated for my time. And I need you to show up and I need you to ask questions and I need us to troubleshoot this work together as we go. That's, here's what I have for you and here's what I need in return for us to proceed. 
and then the other person gets to say yes or no. That's all that's happening. That's all that needs to happen. This is about being clear about what you're offering, being clear about what you need to feel safe in order to give, and letting the other person have all of the information they need to make an informed decision for themselves one way or the other, and feeling comfortable with other people's no. And I think that is an area of shadow work. I think all of this is an area of shadow work. All of business <laughs> brings up a lot of shadow, but sales especially, because so many of us have been trained to be passive aggressive, to be unclear in our communication, that it is um, in bad taste or pushy or um, somehow impolite to ask for exactly what we want, to ask for a hundred percent of what we want. So there can be some shadow there. Um, that's part of why the sensual movement manifestation challenge is part of my work because in manifestation, we work so directly with desire and even just starting to ask for what we want and claim our desires is an area with a lot of shadow for a lot of people. Um, usually we don't even get as far as asking for what we want before we start being like, oh, but I can't have that. I can't ask for that. That's inappropriate. That's too much. Nobody's going to give me that, right? So there's some work to be done for a lot of us there. And then the next is in using clear, direct language. So many people, especially if you have a trauma history, if you have a codependence history, if you have a people-pleasing history, struggle with the idea of direct, clear language being cruel, being inappropriate, being mean. Clear is kind. And there's a difference between being nice and being kind, right? A lot of us are trained to be nice, which is really about making sure you never ruffle anyone else's feathers or step on anyone's toes or bother anyone or offend anyone or disagree with anybody. We all need that. What we need is to be clear and to be kind. I can be kind and not be nice, right? I can be a genuine, thoughtful person and be clear about my needs, my standards, and my boundaries and be willing to let people leave my life if they cannot meet them. And that took me a lot of work, a lot of inner work and a lot of shadow work. I had to do so much inner work to get comfortable with people not liking me, people not liking my work, and people saying no to me, and that not meaning anything bad about me. I had to get comfortable with that in order to be able to sell things to people. But I also had to get comfortable with that in order to have relationships that were healthy. I had to get comfortable with stating what my needs were and making clear requests for what I needed in order to stay in relationship with people, in order to have healthy friendships, have healthy romantic relationships, improve my relationships with family members. And I had to allow myself to grieve relationships as well, to let people go. And I think a lot of the time, if we're walking through life, kind of throwing up our hands and in this, you know, helpless state of 
oh, well, you know, sales is just sleazy. And, you know, I want to make money, but I can't because sales is gross. And I, I want to, quote unquote, grow my business. But that's a euphemism, right? Grow my business is a meaningless euphemism for most of us that means I want to make more sales. I want to have more customers. I want to see more people during the course of my day or my week or my month. But we are so uncomfortable with the concept of sales that we just say, oh, I want to grow my business, right? So like, I want to grow my business, but I also walk around with the belief that sales is disgusting, that the word sales makes me cringe, that I'm so uncomfortable with selling. Are we really uncomfortable with asking for 100% of what we want and being okay with other people saying no if they can't give us what we need as an even exchange? That's an important thing to consider. And that is inner work. That is work that we can do on our own in order to move into the world in a more confident and empowered way. So to jump back to an earlier metaphor, when someone is saying, "Ugh, there's no way to compliment someone anymore. Everyone takes everything so personally. There's, you know, it's just no way to you know, flirt with someone or start to initiate uh, an interaction that we're hoping will lead to sex without offending someone. What they're really saying is, I'm not interested in acknowledging that the framework that I learned was exploitative and non-consensual. And I'm also not interested in putting any effort into learning a new way of being in the world. And that's what I think people are saying. Or what I hear when people say, sales is uncomfortable, sales is so gross, the word sales makes me cringe, is that we're holding ourselves in this state of helplessness and saying, I'm not willing, or maybe I am willing to acknowledge that the model that I learned is non-consensual or exploitative, but I'm not willing to invest in learning right? Like in either financially or in my time, I'm not willing to invest in learning a new way of operating in the world. I'm not willing to practice a new mode of thinking about this framework. I'm not willing to practice a new language around it. I'm not interested in expanding. I'm not interested in expanding. And we need to be interested in expanding as creatives, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we need to be interested in expanding. The old way of doing things isn't the only way and will not get us where we're trying to go. If the old way of doing things, if an exploitative framework for doing things doesn't work for you, that's okay. But throwing up your hands and saying, I guess I can't do anything, isn't working for you either. And so the other option is we stretch into believing there must be a better way and we go out looking for it. And if we can't find it, we create it. But there's always, always another option 
besides engaging in practices that we find to be coercive or non-consensual. There's always another way besides that, right? There is always another way besides power over. There's always power with. (laughs) There's always power to. We have the power to ask clearly for 100% of what we want, and other people have the power to say no, and we have the power to want them to find the solution that is best for them, whether it is with us or not, right? And that means we all have power together, and that's awesome. Sales can be an empowered and empowering process by which we communicate with people, this is what I have available for you, and this is what I need back in order to give it. And other people then get to make clear, empowered decisions for themselves, yes or no decisions about buying. There's nothing gross about that. I mean, do I have feelings about whether or not buying in general is gross? Like, you know, that's, that's a different conversation. Do I think everyone should barter for everything? You know, kind of maybe. But like right now in a system where we trade pieces of paper for goods and services. There's nothing inherently bad about that. When we are selling things that we made, things that we think will help people, things that we think will improve people's lives, things that we believe in, things that are beautiful, that will bring people joy, we're not tricking them. We're not asking them to do something that's bad for them we're not trying to get them to behave in a way that's incongruous with their values. And so we don't have to be afraid that by becoming business owners, we're going to become bad people or suddenly stop caring about people. That's not going to happen. You are safe from that. But you may have to work on your communication skills. You may have to clarify exactly what it is that you're doing and exactly what it is that you need in exchange. And I also want to point out that this is no different than having a job negotiation. right? When you're going to interview for a company, they're saying, we want this many hours of your week and you're going to do this exact job and this is what we're going to pay you. And you can say yes or no, or you can try to negotiate. There's nothing different about that exchange than the exchange of saying what you need from a customer in order to give them a product or a service that you've created. Right now, the system that we live in says that we have to collect pieces of paper and trade them for things like shelter (laughs) and food and, you know, entertainment and other life necessities, medicine, whatnot. That kind of sucks. But that's the deal, right? Like, that's what we're doing right now. And so I can either get those green pieces of paper from a job and I can have a consent negotiation with a company in which, you know, 
I agree with them that I will trade them a certain number of hours and a certain amount of my skills and my life and my personhood in exchange for their green pieces of paper that I will then give to my landlord. Or I can trade them with a, a customer, right? I can exchange them with another peer. <laughs> but either way, I am trading my gifts, skills, talents, time, life force energy for green pieces of paper. That's the deal. That's what we're in. We can do that in ways that feel yucky, or we can do it in ways that feel life-giving. And that is up to us. But if we want to do it in ways that feel life-giving and life-affirming, then we're probably going to have to learn how. And that's okay. But just walking around saying there's no good way to do it, it doesn't exist, while simultaneously wishing we had customers in our business, don't make no fucking sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Both of those things can't be true at the same time. Or I guess they can, but then we need to get honest about the fact that we are kind of purposefully keeping ourselves in a holding pattern. All right. This is a little tough love. Yikes. All right. But that's what it is. This is a fire episode. So take the fire. Feel the heat. Burn some old things away. I share all of this because Elemental Launch Alchemy is happening. The doors are closing on Monday in just a few days. It's Friday now as I'm recording this. The doors are closing in three days and we start on uh, Tuesday. So four days from now we'll be beginning. And you could spend four weeks learning how to take people on a journey from never having heard of the work you do to understanding what your work is understanding whether or not it will help them, and making a yes or no decision about whether or not they want to buy it and bringing money into your business. And in return, those four weeks of learning and few hundred dollars of investment can yield you hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm not exaggerating because this is a launch formula that you can use over and over and over again as you continue to launch new products and services in your business and bring new customers into your business. And if what has been holding you back from joining is a feeling that you don't like sales, that you don't want to learn sales, that sales is gross, that sales is cringy, that the idea of selling makes you uncomfortable, I want to invite you in to this program because there is shadow work to be done. There is a way to shift this and it must be shifted. And then there is a way to do this selling work that isn't gross. And I will teach it to you in a way that is loving and supportive and fun and sets you up for success in your business. But first we have to get over the idea that sales is inherently gross. So if that's you, if you're one of the people walking around thinking the word sales makes me cringe and sales is so uncomfortable and that's what's holding you back 
in your business, but you make something good and something beautiful and something helpful that you know could change people's lives if they had it in their hands. Lunch Alchemy is for you, and I want to invite you to join us, okay? I want it so bad that I started recording this at 7 o'clock in the morning on a full day of coaching, and I'm wrapping up recording it at 10 o'clock at night on a full day of coaching. I'm sure you can hear that in some of my pauses as I search for words, but it had to be done, (laughs) so I'm doing it. And this is me selling to you right now. (laughs) And I hope that you don't feel like I'm being gross about it. I believe in this work and I believe in you. I believe in your work. I believe that the world needs your work. I believe that you have somebody's next favorite album or favorite book or the program that's going to change someone's life or the healing service that's going to bring someone relief in you right now. And the world doesn't just need your dreams. It needs your actual products. We need it in, we need it out of your head and in our hands. And so if I can help you get it out of your head and into the hands of the people who need it, I want to do that. And I believe in that so much that I'm here willing to talk to my computer for half an hour about it. I'm willing to spend hours and hours of my life learning about ways to sell so that I can help other artists and creatives and healers learn how to do this in a way that feels good to us. Because it is up to us to change this world. It is up to us to heal and help and support each other, to create beauty, to create magic. It is. I believe that so much that I wrapped my life around it. It is why I do this work. And so I don't feel guilty about sharing that. And I don't feel guilty about charging money. And I don't feel guilty about sending emails. And I don't feel guilty about making posts because I believe it that much. And I know the work is good. And I know that all of the people who have used it so far, it's working for them. So, shit. (laughs) All right, that's all I got. Uh, All the pertinent links that you need are in the show notes. Thank you for joining me for this potentially rambly episode that I'm going to listen back to later and roll my eyes at. Uh, Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, love you. Bye. That's our episode for today. Thank you, as always, for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time, so many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at Intuitive Edge Coaching or join my Facebook group, Unstuck Group, to suggest topics or people that you'd like to hear me interview on this show. Have a great day.